Hey Robert. Hey, good night, David. <clears throat> I don't know if you know. I got the worst cold I've ever had. Oh, really? That's too bad. I'm going to invite some people, so I'll be away for a minute here. Okay. How'd you get the cold? Well, <clears throat> I have my nursing home. He's putting new heat and cooling system in. He needs some help. And I went to the nursing home and helped him. I think that's where I got it. Yesterday I went through two beehives and got ten frames of honey. Wow. 
Yeah, I got a couple supers of dandelion honey that I could probably pull if I wanted to. I can't. I can't handle a super of honey anymore. I gotta go through them and get them out one at a time. Yeah. It'd be a lot, doesn't it? It's kind of funny though. I sold it before I got it all in the jar. I never have. Man, it's knocking me down. Yeah, wipes you out, huh? What kind of honey flow did you have? Do you know? Do what? You know what kind of honey flow you had? Yeah, mostly <laughs> clover yeah. and poplar. I got a lot of poplar trees. I don't like the poplar much, but it's okay. Yeah. What about, uh, what is it? One, two, about three weeks away from our main honey flow. So. Yeah. <clears throat> My clover lasts about all summer. Yeah, ours is from uh, about the second week in June until the last week in August. Or, yeah, August. I, I do pretty good from on up in the fall. If I don't get real greedy, they can pretty well make it on their own. Do you keep your hives ready at your house there, Robert? 
uh, yeah. So, uh, we sold the farm, and I kept three acres. Mm. So I, I've got them on the three acres. I got about a six-mile drive to get to mine. This out the back door, you know. I'd like to find a place in the country to live, but land is so expensive around here. I like where can, I live. <laughs> anything, anything they can plant corn on, they do. So. Yeah. Luckily, the farms all around me are cattle farms. Beef and cows gets along pretty good as long as you don't have your hive under pasture. Right, yep. Hey, Earl, how are you? Hey there, David. Fine. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you good. I hear you good. Okay, okay, very good. Yeah, busy day today. Um, out with the bees and a uh, friend of mine and out friend friend and I went out and uh, checked uh, my production yard and I've got a nook yard and uh, also we set out a couple of swarm uh, traps in an area where there's last year I had uh, a commercial beekeeper had three flops within a half, a half a mile of me um, they had 50 hives in a flop so it's like I, and I got sprayed so by an airplane and by the farmer so I'm not putting bees out there, but I'm hoping to collect some this year. <laughs> How about you, David? Do you have good weather? Our weather is terrible. It's <laughs> rainy and cold. I haven't seen the sun in a few days. We had that yesterday and the day before. Finally, the sun came out today. All that bad weather is just to the south of us. So we've got high pressure, and uh, it's going to rain tonight, though. Uh, maybe last night it was down to 32 degrees. It, it frosted in some areas. Guys were covering up their gardens. So uh, I got enough population in the hives, even the new nook starts that I've got, that uh, they stayed warm enough. There wasn't any uh, brood coming out the hole this morning. So that's good. Yeah, it turned cold, and I... Um... <clears throat> Had, I had worked with 10 queens from Mississippi, and they, sure enough, they arrived on Wednesday. So I got them sitting in the incubator waiting to wait for the weather to cooperate. You got enough bees to make starts with them? Oh, yeah. 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 And then I should I have uh, 58 cells uh, ready to be moved to the incubator on Sunday. How many cells? 58. 58. That's crazy. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, two weeks ago, I, two weeks ago, I went to uh, uh, Man, uh, Man, Man Lake and picked up five packages and four queens. I got an echo going on here. Something. There it quit. But yeah, I installed. Uh, I installed the five packages and uh, I left about a softball's worth of uh, bees in the cage, uh, in the package cage. 
and I brought it home and I, I installed the four extra queens I had in nook boxes and I had insulation in the sides and four frames in the middle. Uh, I took the, the queen cage and I put it in the package overnight with that softball of bees. And by the morning, they were all wrapped around that cage and they were loving her. So I put them in the box um, the next day and uh, it looked good. So I let it go another day and then I took the cork out and put a marshmallow in the end because it was a California cage. It wasn't the three hole cage. And uh, they pulled the, the marshmallow out and spit it out the front door in a day. And uh, they're making babies. There's uh, cat brood. Uh, all my packages took off and my uh, four queen starts that I did, uh, everything's a go. I'm amazed. Having some good luck, huh? Yeah, yeah. Packages are always tough, but I think if you got drawn comb, and for me, I have to make sure that the box isn't too big. I got to keep it as small as I can to keep the heat in and make sure there's no cracks for any heat to get out and uh, just keep them all bundled up and warm and uh, they'll, they'll, they'll take off. Yeah, when I make these splits, I, I sold one of the queens and I think I'm, I think I've got uh, two other people that they want two queens each. So normally I wouldn't sell, you know, the queens that I ordered, but um, with the weather the way it is, I don't really want to make 10 splits. So if they want to buy them, then terrific. What are you going to do with 58 queen cells? I don't know yet. I don't, I don't really have a plan. I just <laughs> winging it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how many I'll take, but I was using my NICOT chamber and, um, I have two queen cell bars. One holds 30, one holds 28, and uh, I got the first one full, and I thought that my starter finisher colony that I'm using is it's just erupting with bees. Oh, yeah. So I kind of wanted to see if I could do 58, see what kind of wow. takes I did. But. That's all in one box? Yep. Wow, that's good. I kind of have my own method for um, how I raise queens with the NICOT. Okay. So I... I use I use one colony as a starter finisher and then an incubator. That's that's what I've got. Nursery colony basically. Your starter finisher is that a five frame nook or is that a full blown box? It is two deeps and a medium. Oh wow, that's a... absolutely overflowing with bees. <laughs> yeah, I made a five frame nook into a starter finisher. I was down in your neighborhood last weekend for Mother's Day. Oh, and uh, yeah, I went to that uh, bee club and I went to their grafting class. So I started up a, a cell starter finisher and I had all the grafting supplies. And I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to see the grafts or not, but it worked out. Uh, I could see them just fine. And uh, I've got nine uh, in the starter finisher now. So that's my, it's my first time. We'll see how it goes. Oh, here's Joe. He's our grafting all-star now. There we go. He laughed. I'm still running about 98% cap, so I can't say nothing. I've run 26 at a time times six, whatever that is. About 130 or something. We're still waiting on the hatch results. 
but I didn't break one off the other day trying to get it off the bar. I busted the cell, and there's a great big old larva in it, so that made me feel pretty good. Yeah. How long have you been grafting, Joe? Two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah. Wow. You're doing good. I went to a two-day paid class, so I had a little bit of training. It's went better than I thought it would be. My uh, starter finisher, my five-frame nook, um, I had an overwintered three-story nook that was really big and strong and I had taken a box off of that and brought it home from the nook yard and I was going to make a starter finisher out of that I had to go away last weekend so it's like well I'll put it back in the other yard and just make it as a split well it it had made two queen cells in there on different frames well several on two different frames so I just made that split and I took the second box off this week and made the starter finisher finally made it up and that stupid thing down, it was down to one story, and I was out there today, and it's just boiling with bees again. I put two empty, put two empty, empty boxes, boxes on, top, on top, and uh, they're filling it up. Don't, don't, don't put that, don't box, put on that box on top. Keep them compacted ties they have. Make them hang out the front. Don't give them nothing to draw on. Well, they've, it's all finished comb that I put in there. They, the queen can just lay till she tips over. And start finisher shouldn't be no queen in it. No, that's different. That's the original nook. It started out as three tall, and now it's down to one. Well, I I busted it down to one, and then I gave him two stories again here uh, yesterday, and uh, it's just busting with bees yet. Yeah, the starter finisher doesn't have any. It, it's got queen cells in it, nine queen well, larvae, uh, cell cups. Uh, but there's lots of bees in that. Plus, when I brought it home, there were some bees that wanted to keep hanging in the box. So I took those and shook them on my four queen starts that I got at home here from those extra four queens. And they had to be nurse bees because they walked right down and into those uh, nooks with those queens in there. And they made themselves right at home. So I had a good weekend. I Things are working out. I've had years where nothing worked out. <laughs> yeah. I hear out on the East Coast it's 90 degrees. It was 90 here today. Thunder showered off and on. No one thing. Them starter finishers after you use them a couple of times, they can get a little bit mean. <laughs> I don't wear a veil. Work my bees. When I go down and open starter finishers, I wear a veil. <laughs> just too much population, or I think that, and I just keep. Letting them make cells and then pull them out on them, and I don't know. I don't think it makes them happy. 
I brought two frames home for grafting from the nook yard. And uh, when I got done with those frames, I put them in with those same queens that inherited the bees before. So in a couple of weeks, they're going to be, they're going to have a lot of bees coming out of them because they was full frames. I mean, it was all eggs and larvae with a little bit of cat brood on there, but it was, those frames were full. And I talked to you, David, since I uh, modified the, the Chinese grafting tool. Where do you go? Yeah, up here in New England, we got uh, snow on Mother's Day, 93 yesterday and 53 right now. Well, they say it's uh, snowing out in Wyoming and maybe uh, uh, western North Dakota, so there's a lot of that going around yet. That is crazy weather. Yeah, I just can't. Is Joe here? He had to step out, I think, for a minute. Hmm. Probably going to get him a sandwich. I think he's hungry. Me too. <laughs> it's a good idea. <laughs> I got such a cold, I can't hardly talk. Anybody ever use that swarm commander? It's a spray. No, it's, it's a spray, and it comes in a little bitty bottle. Uh, I bought a bottle of that from Man Lake, and I squirted that in these uh, bait hives. Well, I call them bait hives. I don't know, swarm traps, whatever. But I just wondered how if anybody else had luck with that or not. <laughs> I never have luck with swarm trap. Two hives big boy yesterday got 10 frames of honey out. 10 frames? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I can't handle them.
Good evening, Scott. Good evening. How are you doing? About like a sharecropper, about half. Got a cold. I'm getting so I can't handle a super honey anymore. I got to take about one frame at a time. Yeah, sometimes those supers get pretty heavy. Especially when you get crippled and old and broke down. I went down last week and bought a fogger uh, to do the oxalic acid fogger. And uh, that's the first time for me, too. I was having trouble with it. I couldn't figure out what the heck was going on. And uh, my buddy says, hey, you need more you need more juice in your bottle. And I looked, and I had a, a long pint <coughs> jar screwed on the bottom, and the pickup was only about halfway down in that jar. So I've got to use a smaller jar. That's the only problem I had. But I didn't know what the heck was wrong with that thing. What mixture do you use? Uh, it's uh, I put in 30 grams of uh, oxalic acid crystals to 100 milliliters of, of Everclear. And Minnesota doesn't sell 190 proof Everclear, I discovered. Uh, on my trip down to Iowa and South Dakota to see my mom and, and over in David's uh, neck of the woods, um, South Dakota's got 190 proof ever, Everclear. So I got it there. I picked up two-fifths of that. They were about 20 bucks a fifth. But I didn't want to have to make another trip to, to get some Everclear and try to explain that. I know you guys out in uh, the East Coast, uh, you make your own Everclear, don't you? We can. <laughs> out East, uh, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, Virginia, all of that stuff. Yeah. Ours is 1350 for $190. For a fifth, it's thirteen fifty. Yeah. Oh, if I added the gas in that I put in, of course I, I was seeing my mom and friends and everything else. It probably would have been one hundred and thirteen fifty. You buy it by the case, you can get it cheaper than that. <laughs> Maybe they'll mail it to my house too. <laughs> I doubt it. They 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 control that pretty good. Yeah, they do. Make it on the kitchen stove. It don't cost nothing then. I heard you guys talking stills there uh, last week or the week before. Uh, I went back and watched the videos. It sounds like you guys got it figured out. <laughs> yeah. Well, legally, you can make it here, but uh, it's got to be for personal use. Same way here. 
Mississippi. You make like beer, you can make like 50 gallons a year. Well, that's a gallon a week. Yeah. I hadn't read the, the laws on it. I know it passed uh, last July. They passed something else on it. So. Then I said, well, acid works. And it works vaporized. Now I'm having a mind trouble with it. But if you use a bigger jar on your fogger, just fill the bottom up with marbles and then screw it on there. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. That's the first time I used a fogger the other day. And it uh, works great, you know, and, and I just, uh, other people use it and they swear by it. And I was a little skeptical at first, uh, but we'll see. You know, I've, I've got a lot of faith in what uh, you guys are doing. There. I know Joe May uses it and maybe a couple other of you guys uh, use the fogger too. But boy, is that quick compared to using the oxalic vaporizer from Ferox or whatever. That's quick. <laughs> that makes about six drops of uh, of uh, How much oxalic acid do you put in then? And now I'm going to start adding a little bit of mineral to it. Or to smoke more, where I can see where it's going. I can smell where it's going. You're really in and out there, Bryant, I think. It's hard to hear you, understand you. Yeah. We have thunderstorms and stuff here. I might not have no internet at the minute. I'll go back out, come in, and see if it'll work any better. It was doing this last night, too. Yeah, you are having troubles, man. Yeah. Damn, I wish I could get over this cold. Man, it's putting me down. Yeah. Can y'all hear me better now? 
I believe so. Yep. Yeah, it sounded a little better. I don't know what's wrong with it. Google trying to do away with this platform, I reckon. Has to need more than go there. <laughs> I am hungry. Don't join me. <laughs> Gonna have to go quit eating. About to starve. I ain't I ain't eating with anybody who doesn't have their pants on. What are you having, Hassan? Well, um, it's uh, my wife made this ethnic African food, and um, it, they use palm oil and some kind of cassava leaf. It's good, actually. Hmm. We try everything. Right. Sometimes we eat Indian food. Sometimes Chinese. We we try everything. If I try everything, I probably have to eat with my pants off too. <laughs> I can handle anything but Pakistani food. Man, they got I just it's too hot. I can't handle it. Very spicy. I, that's the only thing that ever is too hot for me. Same with the India food. Try Thai someday. Robert, we're going to have to use the fogger on you and some uh, uh, wintergreen oil, maybe, huh? <laughs> My wife's got something steaming over here. Up. What is it you're putting on me? My wife's got the thieves going over here. I suppose to do something. I think it's keep her from catching it. When you guys use the fucker, do you put any mask on the face or something like that? I only did it once, and I didn't use a mask. I just made sure I was upwind of it. I got one. I got one. Depending on when the wind, which way the wind is blowing. Well, I know it's Man Lake selling masks for them now. From the 3M one? Where's David at? Out in the bee yard.
All right, you had to step out a minute. Yeah. You get any of them storms down there, Brent? Yeah, they've been all around us. <coughs> it's going pretty good time to here today. Yeah, we're supposed to get it tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Well, what time? What time to come through, Joe? Uh, about all, off and on all day. Well, it hit over here in Xenia, Ohio, about four thirty. It rained a good hour. I gotta go take care of my wife, guys. <clears throat> yeah, we hadn't had a good rain here since probably the middle of April, so we're good and dry. We got two two inches last night and this morning. That's good. We had some good rains in March and then a little bit the first part of April, then it just quit. Well, everything is starting to die. What part of the country are you in? Uh, Lubbock, Texas area. We're kind of on the south side of the panhandle of Texas. Cotton country. Yes, sir. That's that's where our big honey flow is, and of course they. They started planting here about uh, a couple weeks ago, so it's still going to be you know, a good month before we start getting some, some good nectar flows from them, or from the cotton. Searching on uh, YouTube and seeing a live chat. Uh, has any of you ever done a cell punch method? For raising yeah. I've done it. I've had very success in it. Not, not the greatest. I tried it and it didn't work for me. My question is is you know when people are saying use larva you know you see fresh laid eggs uh, it doesn't turn into a larva on the fourth day what day if you if you see an egg laid what day is the day that you actually do the cell punch I've read you do it the first 36 hours and I've read you do it on like day four and a half to five and a half four and a half to five and a half but just look in there. They got royal jelly in the bottom of the cell. It's a it's a larva. You might even see it, but there's royal jelly in the bottom. There's a larva in there. That that you can self-contact. 
So when it's like a, a comma shape, not the C, that's too old. But the comma shape? Comma shape or left. Okay. But it's got to be, it'll have royal jelly in it. It's going to be on about day four. Yeah. Headphones, Smiley. I don't. I, I've had multiple sets of them. I hear. I know there's feedback. Um, Can you turn your speakers down or something, please? Yeah, let me. I'll just join off and or kick off and go get out here to feedback myself, and I'll get back up with you guys. Thanks again. All right. Sorry about that. No problem. Headphones, Smiley. Sorry, I muted everybody. I was trying to figure no, out how to feed back. I was trying to figure out where it was. I didn't see the little indicator bar go up, so. Yeah, I can see it here. You're in control, so. Yeah. I'm here, we're just playing video games. <laughs> Sounds like somebody's calling you to me. It's not me. Scott, I haven't seen you in a long time. So, what kind of genetic line screens, David? My 58 or the ones I bought? The 58. They are Minnesota Hygienics. Sweet. It's a little itty bitty clean. And uh, if I didn't know better, I'd pinch her. But she's got so much brood laid up in that box. She's blacker than a crayon. Nice. I lost both of mine. Oh, did you? Yep. I sat on the highs for three weeks to the point they were becoming honey bound. And I called up the guy who delivered the stuff. And he got me two more queens and a frame of eggs and brood. Caged her up for four days and Better out the day before I left town. Both of them out. Yeah. Have you checked on them? I can't check on them. I'm in Zeno, Ohio. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm no longer in Texas, Brad. Tech, you are. I figured you'd have a camera in there. <laughs> I almost did. I almost did. <laughs> I already have the cameras. They're even outdoor cameras. My wife already asked me if I could put a camera in these hives. I said, no, they don't make them. Well, they do. I'm not doing that. Oh, you're not doing it. I was going to say, yeah, they do. They sell what they call endoscope yeah. cameras nowadays, and they've gotten really inexpensive. 
and there's actually a live feed on the internet now of somebody's hive. Yeah. You can't see anything but bees moving around. They have like little LEDs on the end don't surrounding the camera lens. Yeah. I might put one up in the top and that way I can watch all the frames through that glass. Yeah. Why watch the eye beetles climb to the top of the frame? <laughs> yeah. So far, I got them under control. Well, I know I got some with those two frames I got because I saw two and we killed one. Yeah. I had a time with them last year, but I'm past that, I hope. Well, didn't Joe have a hard time with them? Too. Yeah, everybody did. Anybody had a lot of rain, moisture and stuff had trouble. It's a lot of people had them, ain't never had them before. But I used that garbage car around my house. That's, that got them under control. You apply that at night? Yeah. I waited till it got dark when I turned down that one of them. I got wild. Mike was saying he does that at night. Yeah, you can't do it in the daytime. Bees get somebody to kill them. But the label says it's safe for bees if you apply it at night. Cool. Cool. A little bottle of 20 bucks. <laughs> I don't think I got about four ounces in it. I don't know. Oh, that's as expensive as uh, Swarm Commander. Yeah. Now it's four ounces in it. But, uh, Four ounces, you only use five milliliters to a gallon. That's a lot of yeah. gallons in it. Well, everybody start going back. Do what? Oh, everybody's coming back to the campground. It's about uh, dusk here. Yeah, I got grandkids and everything with me this weekend. It's uh, graduation weekend. It is, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. I skipped out on them for a little bit. I'll have to get back out there with them in a little bit. Start making some queen sales, I guess. Well, they make it sound too easy, though. Yeah, it's easy if the bees will cooperate. <laughs> I got my grafting stuff ready, I just had to pull the frame and done it. I got my first. <laughs> 
60 graphic tools in the other day. Yeah. I got 40 more of them ordered. I don't know when that'd be here. Well, I ordered 10 of those. I ordered 10 of the wrapped ones with bamboo. But the plastic ones with the white pusher on them came in before I left Austin. Hmm. That's good. Yeah, I got a knockout That's system that came in last week. Yeah, my knockout came so, Yeah, I'll be interested to see how that works out over the next couple weeks. Yeah. I just hope my... Sorry. Go ahead. I just hope my hives survive. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that funny. <laughs> oh, that make it. Survives the grafting or the weather? <laughs> uh, me owning bees. <laughs> I went to a. Yeah, I don't have a one. Do you? No, we don't have bad I put the highs in the wrong place. Back I went to a grafting seminar on Saturday, and uh, they had ankle biter queens in the box out back that they pulled. Uh, the frames out of and my god were those things ornery they were stinging everybody within 50 yards of that hive uh, everybody ran to the, their cars and they were getting their bee suits on and little kids there running and screaming <laughs> the guy said that they're they're ankle biters and they are not a docile bee that they're aggressive to to do the mites but you you got to watch yourself around them I wonder if Jason yeah, I don't know about it. They got a lot of Russian in them. I got a lot of Russian and Carniola in mine. I had trouble uh, about a month ago. They weren't brooding up, and I thought something's wrong with the queens. And all it was is the bloodlines. It was too cold. They weren't. They weren't going to start brooding. Uh, they didn't start brooding until a week and a half ago. What part of the country are you in? Uh, International Falls, Minnesota. It's right on the Canadian oh, border. Yeah, yeah, you're way up there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it froze last night. Uh, a friend of mine covered up his garden, and another guy covered up his plum bushes. And yeah, it's it's still cold at times here. And I thought six. <laughs> I'm going to jump off here for a little bit. I'll catch y'all later. Okay, Brian.
Earl, how many halves do you have? Um, I I started uh, five packages uh, <laughs> on the sixth of May, and I also started uh, four extra queens in too, and I had six high and uh, eight highs that made it over winter, so that puts me just over twenty. Okay. How about you? I have uh, thirteen uh, that made it over the winter, and. Uh, I finally bought my first two packages and they came in today and they got them installed earlier this, this, uh, around lunchtime or so. So that all the bees that I've gotten, I've gotten through cutouts or swarms or whatever, you know, just here locally. And you know, of course, a lot of the bees here, are, you know, a li little on the aggressive side. And so I kind of, you know, I've always heard about all these people that work these bees with no bee suits and like, you know, there, there's no way you can do that with the stock around here. So I figured I'd order a couple packages in and, and got those in. And they seem to be, you know, they were pretty, pretty docile whenever I put them in. They weren't real, you know, flighty. So, so we'll see how those go. So I'm at 15 right now. The bees I got from Man Lake there uh, on the 6th, those are just like kittens. I couldn't believe it. I didn't realize that. <laughs> Uh, mine, they just are what they are, you know, and I know they're a little owly, but I didn't realize, you know, how, <laughs> I don't know what they do to get bees that docile, but boy, they were, they didn't fly, they didn't do anything. I hope they make honey. Yeah. I had kind of an eye opener. Uh, it's been a long, well, it's been like four years since I bought bees in a package, and I was going to put them in a nook. Uh, four frames and I had insulation one inch insulation on each side inside the box so I left two frames in which left a hole for two of two frames and I started shaking the package in there it's like holy crap this ain't even gonna fit and I, I only left uh, uh, there was like a softball size that I didn't get in there but then I couldn't get the frames in so I just left that bottom box like that and I put a second story on it and uh, with five full frames in it, and I put the queen up in the top, and that worked. They all moved up around the queen. Of course, I had a pile of dead ones. But then they also yeah. started uh, using the vent hole on the bottom box, which didn't have any frames in front of it. They started yeah. using that for an entrance. And since then, I put all the frames in, and they don't use the real entrance at all. They come in and out of that hole. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I trained them to do something I didn't know I was doing, I guess. <laughs> Where are you at, Scott? Uh, Lubbock, Texas. Yep, you said that before. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's close to Dallas, right? Uh, we're about no. six hours. Uh, six <laughs> hours west of Dallas. That, Texas is big, guys. Yeah, Texas uh. is huge. Closer to Dallas than he is. Yep. Hmm. Where's everybody? Has anybody sold any honey this year yet? I harvested I a little bit, but I, it wasn't enough to, to sell. I really think a lot of that was just what overwintered. Excuse me. 
I probably sold twelve hundred dollars worth of honey, but it was from last year, <laughs> not this year yet. <laughs> yeah, if you're still getting down and freezing at nuts, it still may be a little bit before you get a decent nectar flow. Well, believe it or not, they're putting some. They're making some honey though. The dandelions are just coming out, and the the fields oh, okay. are just just yellow with dandelion pollen coming in by the bucket loads and. You know, it was a 60-degree day today and, and sunny, and those bees were flying. So, yeah, they're making dandelion honey, and uh, the trees were the only thing before that that they could get anything off of. And I don't know what that honey was from, but uh, it's not enough for me to extract yet. I'll just let them have it. When they when they get the two boxes full they're in now of, of brood bees and honey, then I'll start with the supers. Um, the flow starts in about three weeks or so three to four weeks and then I, I gotta have my population up by then whether I have to add frames of brood in to the production highs off the nooks or something I, I, I have to get my numbers up what's your main flow uh, in general there's a ton of early flowers wildflowers that come in and it's all yellow flowers the spring stuff dandelion cowslips um, okay. a lot of that and then coming up here it's going to be uh, clover all the different kinds of clover, uh, all sick clover, um, the sweet clovers, yellow and white, yeah. uh, and basswood starts in July too. Um, <laughs> that's that's really good. That's all clear honey. Hmm. Um, and then I might split the boxes or the farm where I've got the bee, one of the places where I have bees on. He's got like ten acres that he, well, fifteen acres of trefoil. Uh, uh, that he planted, and that comes in about August, I guess. So, I may not break them down till August, September. I don't know. Yeah. Most of those weeds are considered noxious in Minnesota, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm far enough north; nobody cares. <laughs> What are your bees making the honey off of now? It, it's, it's just, it must be just the early flowers. I mean, you know, just the wildflowers that are around. Um, I, I really don't know, you know, don't really know what it is. Uh, I know that a lot of trees, you know, the, the locust trees that are blooming, they're getting oh, a little yeah. bit off of that. It, it's very minimal because where my bees are at, it, it's all around mainly cotton fields. So, uh, you know, right now the cotton fields are just dirt, so there's nothing there. Oh. Uh, I've been I've been feeding my hives pretty heavy to try to build them up, and you know they're going through, man, they're going through sugar like crazy. But if if I can get them get them up and and good and strong before the the cotton flow comes in, that's the that's the big one, and it'll last for a good two and a half months. Oh wow, two and a half months. As long as the farmers are irrigating, it'll put the nectar on. Yeah, like they say, uh, bees are local. You got to know all the little ins and outs and, and when you need the population and build them up to that point. Yeah. Yeah, last last winter, um, that was one of the, the big, you know, they, they starved. And, and they starved, it was about this time of the year. Um and and it's just because there, there's not enough really to sustain the the hives that are around. Um, 
So then this year I was like, all right, well, I'm going to make a, a point to feed them throughout the, the entire spring. And, uh, you know, until the cotton comes in. And of course I, I left them a, I left them a full super. So the, some of the hives are, they're still doing okay. <clears throat> but it's, it's oh. been, you know, our, our hives have been in the nineties for the past couple weeks. So, I mean, they're, they're getting out and they're, they're making some bees. How far are you from California? You still quite a ways? Yeah, we're a good ways from California. I know a lot of those uh, uh, beekeepers that do the almonds down there, they'll go to Texas or something and build them up before they bring them back into Minnesota, North and South Dakota. So there's got to be some spots down there where they could plop some bees down. Maybe they're just building them up with syrup, but uh, I don't know. Well, and, and of course, if you go down, you know, to the, the South Texas, to the uh, you know, kind of San Antonio South, you know, it, 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 there's probably flows there. You know, they're a whole lot different from what we are. You ain't in the painted desert, are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty much, yeah, it, it could be classified as desert, I think. We get I about 19 to... inches of rain a year, so. Oh, wow. I went through Texas one time and, and through the painted desert, and that was the most god-awful, uh, abandoned, gruesome, skeleton-looking <laughs> places I've ever seen. Got your pants on a sign? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I won't get caught without them. I'm just giving you a hard time. I probably sound horrible. No problem. Our nectar flow will, uh, the honey flow will be done actually end of this month, beginning of next month. So, for the yeah. year, or just for the spring. That's it. I mean, uh, we'll have late and fall. We'll have some, uh, maybe the um, the golden rod. Golden rod. Yeah, but we don't have much because we had really bad year this year. It was really nice in January or February, and we get hammered in March. Mm-hmm. And then went back. I mean, it was like 70s in January and February. Oh, wow. It was amazing. Yeah, the bees were acting really high. I mean, in February, they were building up quite a bit. And then this cold came in the close now for a week, and that killed everything. Yeah, my honey flow is not that great, but it's building up slowly, but not as, as good as last year. Get out of here. Get out of here. 
many halves do you have this on? Fifteen. Okay. I'm a newbie <laughs> for a couple of years now. Yeah, this is my fourth year, so well, sounds like we're about the same. Yeah, this is my about my fifth. One of the places where I've got a few hives out, they were uh, uh, planting today small grains, and they drill it in, and they use a roller behind it. And I haven't a clue what it is, uh, why they would plant like that. They don't, don't do that for oats or alfalfa uh, or wheat. I, I just don't know what it is. Hmm. Next, next time Brian is on, ask him. He has a driller. Okay. Anybody see those videos that Joe had on? He was catching swarms here the last uh, week week or so. They weren't very big swarms, but uh, uh, they, they looked like they were fun. Were they on his fence post? No, they were on like these little sapling trees. Oh, okay. His apple trees. He has a bunch of tea posts. And he said he can't tap the swarms off his tea posts. <laughs> well, I took that swarm commander spray today and I, I sprayed it on a couple of fence posts, wooden fence posts. Uh, I, if, it, if it's kind of an oil, I figure maybe it'll soak down into that wood. I know this commercial beekeeper around here, you'll have swarms that come off and they always go to the same wooden fence posts. And I, I don't know if they're doing that or if uh, the bees just leave a a scent on them that'll go for years on the same post. I don't know. Well, I know one thing they do is they have comb. They like to put it in a swarm trap because it attracts the bees. I'll 
I don't know if you can see this, but uh, here's a picture of a swarm that I that I got a couple years ago off a fence post. Yep. Don't move your too much. Okay, that's glaring. It's closed. It's changed. Just turn oh, off. Yeah, that was kind of fun. I that was the first swarm I ever got, and I went up to it with a five-gallon bucket with my bee suit on, just kind of clawed them off the post and into the bucket, and uh, there was probably four or five pounds of bees, uh, and then I put a, a screen over.